can identify more with that agape love than the love that's found uh, in the heart of a mother. And to best understand the love of a mother, we need to dig deep into the heart of this fine lady that we lovingly call mom and decode the secrets found in the anatomy of a mother's heart. Hallelujah. Listen uh, very close as we go. I want to first talk about the self-sacrifice of a mother's heart. The self-sacrifice of a mother's heart. 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 26. Uh, Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son, and she said, O my Lord, give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. Let me read that again. Look at it. It's still there on the screen. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son, and she said, O my Lord, give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. Now, to let you know what's going on, this this happened in the days that Solomon was king of Israel. And there were two women. Both of these women uh, were um, uh, prostitutes. They were women of the street. And it just so happened that they, they shared a room together. And both of these ladies uh, gave birth to a child. But unfortunately, one of the, one of the babies uh, uh, died during the night as the mother... Uh, um, uh, laid over some kind of way on the child, and literally the child smothered to death, according to the Word of God. And when she woke up in the middle of the night and she found that her baby was dead, she took the live child away from the other mother and took it to herself and put the dead baby over. In other words, she swapped them. And then when the other woman woke up and she began uh, was going to nurse the child, uh, uh, the next day, she found out that the child uh, was not hers. And uh, there was a big, uh, uh, you know, discussion and everything went. And finally, it was taken to King Solomon for Solomon to, uh, to make a judgment about it. And so they brought it before Solomon. And Solomon, being the kind of man that he was, he was, he was the wisest man, according to the Bible, that ever lived. Uh, God had given him great wisdom. And, uh, and when both of these women told the story, uh, Solomon said, somebody, bring a sword. And uh, I can, can't you just imagine the tension in the room? What in the world? Everybody's sitting around here in this audience of a king, and he calls for, for a sword, and then he makes his decree. He said, take the sword and cut this baby in half and give half to one and to half the other. Well, guess what? The mother who really gave birth to that child, she began to cry out. She says, no, let this woman take this child. Let this child live. Just 
let her have him go on. And, but the other one says, no, go ahead and divide it. Let it not be neither mine nor yours. And that's exactly what Solomon was counting on because he knew, amen, that the heart of the real mother, amen, would rather give that baby up, amen, amen, and let that child live. Amen. He knew about the self-sacrifice of a mother's heart. And I'm here to tell you today, amen, inside a mother's heart, there's a self-sacrifice there that she is willing. She's willing to give up everything. There's a lot of you sitting here under the sound of my voice this afternoon, and you can look back over the years, and you can think about the things that your mama gave up so you, maybe, and your brothers and sisters could have something else. How many times do they sacrifice? See, that's the kind of love that I'm talking about, the anatomy of a mother's heart. The love of a mother's heart is so great that the that self-sacrifice is no issue, amen, if her child will benefit from the sacrificial love. Hallelujah. There are thousands of people out there who their mother may have given up for adoption when they were a child. But I admire the young single teenage mom who realized she's not able to properly raise a child, amen, and and do the things she needs to do through the difficult circumstances in which she faces. And this mother chooses adoption over abortion. Sometimes children may not understand and say, I, I don't understand amen, why Mama gave me up for adoption. But maybe you don't understand all the details and the circumstances and, and, and the struggles that she was going through. I praise God, amen, for mothers that realize it. And she chooses to let somebody else adopt, amen, rather than abort. Since there's over 50 million abortions taking place in our country, in this world, as it is. It's self-sacrifice. Now, this reminds me so much of the sacrificial love which held Jesus to that whole rugged cross. He could have aborted the crucifixion, deleted the pain, but millions of souls being born again because of his sacrifice kept him on the cross. I think of a song that Sister Kathy and Jera sang sometimes. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. 2,000 years ago, Jesus hung between heaven and earth. And I'm going to tell you something. The Romans may have thought that they had done something. Those, the Jews may have thought and, um, they had done something. But it wasn't the Romans and it wasn't the Jews. Amen. It wasn't the nails. As a song that Sister Darlene sang sometimes that helped Jesus to the cross. It was his love. He looked 2,000 years down in time. Amen. And he saw a Sammy Pruitt. He saw a Terrell Hester. He saw a Bobby Farley. Amen. He saw that we were going to need that blood. We was going to need that. So he stayed there. Hallelujah. He did not abort the process. He could have called a thousand angels to destroy the world and to set him free, but he chose to stay on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's linked to the same sacrificial love 
deep in the heart of a mother. I want to give you another scripture at this time. Hallelujah. That, that goes along with what I'm talking to you about. It's found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that's set before him. I often think about that scripture. The Roman whoop wasn't a joy. The nails in his hands and feet wasn't a joy. The, the, the crown of thorns upon his head was not a joy. Hallelujah. But what do you think that joy was? Friends, today that joy was you. He looked down through time and he saw that you was going to need a Savior. He saw that you were doomed and going to be lost and that you needed his sacrifice. And just like the sacrificial heart of a mother, Christ sacrificed. He says, he says, I lay my life down, and I'm going to pick it up again. Hallelujah. They didn't take his life. I, I read a book one time, and, man, it got me upset. They talked talking about the murder of Jesus. I want you to know my Lord was never murdered. Hallelujah. They didn't murder the Lord. Didn't nobody take his life. He laid his life down. He laid his life down, and he did it for you. I'm going, I'm going to move on. Hallelujah. I want to get to the second part of my message, which is the, the, the determination of a mother's heart. The determination of a mother's heart. And I got some scriptures in Second Kings, the fourth chapter. And I, I, believe, I believe Brother Bobby touched on this uh, a week or so back, uh, it seems like. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 24 through 30. I'm going to read quickly these verses. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shulamite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and, and say unto her, Is uh, it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. <laughs> and when she came to the man of God to the hill, she called him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, hath um, not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. When I read of this, uh, amen, I think about the determination of a mother's heart. Amen. You, you know this whole story uh, uh, about it. There's this woman 
how that that she had been given assistance to the man of God and and helped them and 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 then she had been barren and she she was blessed with a child and and this child uh, 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 began to grow and one day the child is child got over was out uh, working with his dad in in the field uh, and in the sun and uh, uh, and and got overheated and come down with uh, as I looked it up and and found up most uh, uh, theologians just like this a child suffered from heat stroke and the child finally died but she took the child laid it on the bed there where the prophet of God would come and sleep when he would come by but I want you to notice amen amen when the child died amen in verse 24 she saddled the ass and said to her servant drive and go forward slack not thou riding for me I want you to know hallelujah there was not no little amen woman fragile hallelujah amen but she told her servant she said don't you hold back on my account just because I'm a woman I got a dead child laying on the bed and I got to get to the man of God you drive this thing as hard as you can drive glory to God she had a determination she had a determination and then there's something else that catches my attention as they got there hallelujah he said, uh, the man of God sent his servant. He said, run now, I pray thee to meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with my husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, oh, Lord, it's all falling apart. That wasn't how she reacted. She says, it is well. And friend, that's a mother with determination in her heart that she had faith and she was determined. Hallelujah. She spoke those words by faith. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something, mamas, today. If you've got children out there that are lost, children that are not living the way you taught them to live, hallelujah, keep some determination. Hallelujah. Don't, let, don't give the devil the advantage to see you weep and cry and get all upset. Hallelujah. But you say, it's well. It's well. It's well. I'm saying my faith, and God will honor you in the faith and your determination. When I think of all the children who grew up through hard times, not having any chance to achieve, to make anything of their lives, yet because of the determination in a mother's heart. She pushed you. Some of you here know what I'm talking about. There was some determination. There were times in your life that you you began to say, oh, what's the use? Hallelujah. Look around me. Hallelujah. I'm not living in the best conditions. I don't have all the advantages. We're poor folks. I can, have, no, I, I, I can never hope to achieve nothing. Oh, but there are some of you here out here today. You can remember about a determination in the heart of a mother who pushed you and she told you, you are somebody. Well, hallelujah. You are somebody. Hallelujah. Hey, then you're going to school and you're going to get an education. Hallelujah. Because your life is going to be better than mine was. You're not going to live like I had to live. You're going to come out of this. And she had determination. And because of that determination 
You was able to achieve some things maybe other people in the past line of your family never able to achieve. And today, Jesus Christ looks down from heaven. And I'm going to wind this up right here. I'm going to close it out right here. And I want you to know that Christ looks down from heaven and He tells the children of Adam, You were born in sin. You are lost without hope. Not a chance in the world of achieving eternal life. You were alienated and orphaned from God, the Father, because you got the blood of Adam in you. Oh, but I hear Christ speaking to us, telling us, You are somebody. You are somebody. You're not just a derelict and a drunk. You're not just a dope addict and a prostitute. Hallelujah. Because I died on the cross. Hallelujah. I made a way for you. You can have royal blood running through your veins. Oh, can somebody hear what I'm saying today? Hallelujah. You can have royal blood running through your veins. He says, I will accept you, adopt you as my very own. The last scripture that I'm going to share is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According to His, He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Having predestinated us, into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Today, there may be some people under the sound of my voice, there may have been some places that you've been in in your life that you didn't feel accepted. You felt out of place. Maybe you said, I'm, I'm a sore thumb around here. I'm a fifth wheel. My hair doesn't look like everybody else's. The clothes that I wear is different. My speech is different. Preacher, you don't know where I've been. You don't know where I've been through. You don't know the stuff that's been on me. And I've heard people tell me a lot of times who have walked into the doors of Christ Family Church. I remember one man one time came in and sat on the back row. I looked at him you could tell just by his looks that I have a little idea where he'd been. He was afraid to come in. But he came that Sunday and he felt a, a warm smile. He felt accepted. 
And as the servant went on, service went on, he felt the love of God. And during the course of the service, he made his way down to an altar. Not in this place, but on Meridian Street in her old building at Bunch. Fell on his knees. And he told me when he got up, Brother Jeff, he said, Pastor, for four or five weeks I've been sitting in y'all's parking lot or come in. He said, but I'm covered with tattoos from my head to my foot. I've been in this thing and that thing. He says, and I've been rejected. I've had people look at me and say, what are you doing around here? But I felt something that I hadn't felt somewhere. I felt some acceptance. I'm going to tell you something. The price that Christ paid at Calvary for you, guess what? You are accepted in the beloved. You're accepted in the body of Christ. You go somewhere where you don't feel that acceptance and you don't feel that love, you need to get up and leave because you don't need to be there anyway. This world does not need more condemnation and judging. This world needs somebody to offer the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Can I hear a witness on that today? And just like the same kind of acceptance in a mother's heart, God's got the same kind of acceptance for you. Hallelujah. Sometimes, after having a rough night, not sleeping good, I get up the next morning and I walk in there and begin to try to start to shave. And I look in the mirror and I say, wow, that's a face that only a mother can love. Hallelujah. I've been to the hospital to to visit and see some newborns and proud mothers holding that baby and say, say, Pastor, ain't this the beautifulest baby you ever seen? I said, God, I don't want to tell nothing here. How do you have such a precious child? Because to mamas, that child's perfect. Hallelujah. And I think that's why the songwriter wrote the song so many years ago, it's still being sung worldwide today. Just as I am, without one plea. Hallelujah. Everybody, we all understand the love of a mother. And can't nobody's love touch you like a mother's love. And I appreciate our mothers because of that. But I want you to understand something today. You can experience that same kind. Some of you, your mothers are not here no longer. They're gone on. But you can still experience that same kind of love through Jesus Christ. He has promised he'll be a father. He'll be a mother. He'll be a husband. He'll be a wife. He'll be a friend. that sticketh closer than a brother. Hallelujah. I'm going to end this thing. I could continue, but I'm going to end it. We're, we're going to sing a chorus. 
there might be somebody else in this place today, maybe. You never come to him. Maybe you came to him and you messed up. I'm going to tell you something. There's one thing, Brother Paul, about coming home. You don't feel condemnation when you get home. You feel love. Hallelujah, because it's the Father's life. Hallelujah. And we can dedicate ourselves. It's not and on, it's not that way here, and it won't that be that way on Judgment Day. It's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you're willing to get back up and keep going. Hallelujah. If you're willing to keep getting up, guess what? Jesus is willing to help you keep helping you brush off and say, go on, son, go on, daughter. Go a little bit farther. Let's all stand together right now.